awakening. One morning, when Gregor Samsa woke from troubled dreams, he found himself transformed in his bed into a horrible vermin. Oh, the irony. How Kafkaesque could my life get? I sighed dejectedly into my white peppermint mocha with extra whipped cream as I watched the 150-plus-year-old man put on a show for the two or three other people in the cafe. It wasn't the first time I'd been subjected to a random, unnecessary performance of some awkward literary reference, courtesy of Grandpa Odd, who was possessed with a vigor belying his ancient years. It also wasn't the first time that night I felt like clawing at something. You should know, I hadn't really expected it to be a good night in the first place. It was Christmas Eve, and Christmas had never been really great for me. The annual horrors of shopping, the endless sounding of the same old songs, and the sound-off between winter holidays... Somehow Santa Claus even managed to come off as a sort of villain, bringing gifts to good children, corrupting their expectations and motives for life, and punishing bad children with coal, a more practical gift in the eyes of an over-economically concerned generation. You could at least burn it for warmth and save on energy bills. It was especially bad this particular Christmas in Apollo City, Ohio, and it wasn't because of the weather, for once. Because of a rogue meteor hitting the city a few months prior, all the parties my friends planned to impress me, and the rest of the student body, were foregone. So this year, I was stuck with my family. Whoever said life was unfair had it right. If I, Hamilton Dinger, the top of my class, a super-hot star athlete, working secretly as the city's very own part-time vigilante-slash-hero, could not have what I deserved, then what chance did the rest of the world stand? I sighed into my mocha again, sputtering some onto my face. A small round of applause brought my attention back from my brooding. Blinkingly, I watched as Grandpa Odd took a bow. Would you like another one? I looked up to see Rachel Cole, the beautiful barista who'd welcomed me into her shop just moments earlier. Rachel knew all too well the reasons why I'd left home late on Christmas Eve. They were the same ones why I'd shown up on Thanksgiving as well. Not yet, I smiled. But I could use something to eat. Man cannot live by mocha alone. Rachel laughed. True enough even if it is mine. You'll get your usual, or would you like something special for the holiday? Nah, the usual sounds good. There's only one thing special about today, and it hasn't happened yet, I said, glancing over at my backpack. Inside of it was my only reason for enjoying this Christmas. A present for my high school crush, Gwen Kessler. It was one of those costly, expensive, Coco Channel cashmere sweaters. And let me tell you, it had been a pain and a half to get. I needed to get my mother's personal shopper, Jacques, on board and he wasn't excited about doing me any favors. Apparently he was still on probation from the Christmas debacle from last year, but it wasn't my fault the gifts were destroyed by the fire alarm slash sprinkler system when I'd sneaked in late from a hockey game with Ponzi, who, as one of my usually more pathetic friends, had reached a new low by practically begging me to go. So I'd taken great pains to assure Jacques, for at least five extra minutes, I would get Cheryl to reinstate him. Which I had forgotten to do, come to think of it. Sure, I'll pack that right up for you. Rachel replied, as she hinted at the clock. It was getting late. Ugh. As excited as I was that Gwen was able to have me over to deliver her present, her father is this ridiculously high standard for boys. Well, ridiculous to other boys, I suppose. I actually met slash exceeded the standards, not like Tim Ryder, a socially awkward half-wit, who'd asked Gwen out a few months ago and was put on hold till Gwen's 16th birthday. I did not want to leave. It marked the beginning of the end of my time away from my family, so, young Hamilton, back again for some holiday cheer? Double ugh. Grandpa Odd sat next to me with a gloating look on his face, as if he knew he always pretty much irritated me and enjoyed doing it. 
and even secretly knew it fruitless for me to complain. Hey, Grandpa, I murmured into the remains of my mocha, half wishing it were some kind of poison, rather than an antidote to my soul. He slid a plate of cookies over to me, which I regarded with skepticism. Here. I poked one tentatively, and remarked, They look burnt. It's gingerbread. The more burnt-looking, the better, Grandpa Odd insisted, and the chocolate chips make it all the sweeter. I sighed and relented, but only because I was hungry. As much as I hesitated to take food offered by a man I would not hesitate to turn over to the mental hospital, my hunger still held priority. Plus, they were free. But one bite, and my hesitation was lost. The spicy savor slipped over my tongue and melted there as the soft-baked cookie crumbled warmly, and the chocolate settled sweetly. Ah, and there you go! Grandpa Odd settled back into his chair, hands dunlapped over a stick-figure frame. 